0: You're listening to the Multifamily Innovation Show with Patrick Antrim, your source for innovative strategies for multifamily professionals, CEOs,
1: executive leaders, and aspiring leaders that want to drive high-performance results for their property or portfolio. This is going to be great. Uh, the way that you show up usually for our, our guests is uh, they're always leaving with uh, you know massive notes and some impact, but today is exciting because I want to talk about how you're winning with culture. Uh, but also while shifting to this sort of remote operation thing, so should we begin there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And hello from sunny Florida today, man. I'm am ca- calling oh. you from Florida.
1: Awesome, wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about you know what you went through in terms of that shift and how you're thinking about the business now.
0: Yeah, so it was uh, a very um, uncertain time for our team. Um, we decided to close our offices. And um, and we have uh, kind of started Well, we started last year right when we closed our office to start communicating with our teams weekly. Uh, Of course, we use teams. We had already rolled out the team's platform, uh, but we set up a weekly huddle with our with all of our teams. And let me step back and tell you, you know, I've worked for the same family for 20 years. It's a family owned company. I first started working with, um, uh, you know, with three brothers. and Now I'm working with their kids. Uh, and um, this family is very persistent and consistent in one thing. They set up meetings and they have a legal meeting every Monday, a maintenance meeting every Friday, and they just are clockwork with it, even uh, e- even on vacations. I mean, and they taught me consistency. So I just took that model and I uh, said, I want to see everybody in our company, every position, at least once a week, and talk to them and listen to them. So we rolled out three different meetings a week and we first have a leasing and assistant manager team meeting every Monday. Uh, and then on Tuesdays we have a maintenance team meeting and on uh, Tuesday afternoons we put together all of our corporate department head and, and corporate team people and our community managers together. And, um, it's a lot of work, um, to put together. Cause we put out an agenda in advance. We send out a spreadsheet with, um, you know, with uh, information that we want to gather, it kind of creates a competition, um, and it's a lot of work. But you know, we evaluated uh, at the beginning of this year: should we keep doing it? And we started asking that around, and people were like, "Absolutely, keep doing it. We really, really like this." I never understood, uh, I never understood what the you know what the person in HR was doing or what the person in accounting was doing, and um, everybody really, really enjoys it. So we just started communicating consistently. I learned that from the people that I've worked with for a long time.
1: And I know we talked. Uh, in my teaser about the huddle, because consistently communicating to the industry, that was helpful too. Do you want to touch on
0: that at all? or? Yeah, sure. Um, I didn't, I was driving into work. It was the end of February and uh, I was listening to all the radio reports and everyone was shutting down. I didn't know what to do. So I called up a few of my colleagues and said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? They said, I don't know. So we decided to get together at two o'clock that afternoon on a phone call. And there was only going to be about seven of us um, and um, about 13 to 20 people showed up on that first call. The next week it was 65, then it turned into a weekly call and we had over 200 people a week where I just kind of facilitated a call and brought in leaders to talk about hot topics. How are we gonna run our offices? What are we gonna do You know, if people don't pay their rents? How are we treating our team members that are maintenance guys that still have to go in and do service requests? Are they only doing emergency? How are we treating our leasing team members? So. Um, so that was a, it was called the multifamily leadership huddle. Uh, and we're still having that huddle. Uh, now it's just monthly. We're about to have another one of those calls. But I took that same model and just turned it into our, you know, internally. And we did that, you know, weekly within our company.
1: And that's the maintenance teams, you had the leasing teams, right? You had the manager, corporate office, leadership teams. Uh, yeah. What are people saying about those internally?
0: Um, I think they like the competition. You know, Patrick, the way we do it is, is I send out an agenda and, um, you know, I still have our office doors are closed. Our corporate office is still closed. We still have people working at home. We're targeting to open sometime uh, in April with, uh, with the numbers looking so good and the vaccine more available. Um, and we have an interesting vaccine incentive program where we're giving a couple of PTO days. Um, I can tell you more about that. But Um, you know, people are working from home. And so one of the important things to me, uh, I had someone say to me one time uh, that unspoken expectations are the breeding ground of resentment. So we clearly state our expectations. And um, so we have a spreadsheet that we send out every week where we ask questions. And on the maintenance team, um, you know, we ask them, how many open work orders do you have? How many apartments that are not ready do you have? Um, you know are you are you all set up on your ppe are you using your ppe are you sanitizing uh, and then every week on the leasing meetings we ask them hey what's your occupancy you know you'd be surprised how many leasing people don't know that you know they just come in and do their you know, their jobs so they're working from home and we ask them uh, you know how many renewals do you have coming up and how many have already renewed and what's going on with your property's income so they had to go find the answers to these questions Um, And then we would ask one person each week to report these numbers and it created a little bit of a competition and everybody's understanding. And really what it was, you know, they're the KPIs on our, on our um, property manager and corporate call. We did the same thing. How's your occupancy? How's your income? What are the renewals? Corporate office people had no idea how dependent it and how important it is to really follow up on renewals, leasing activities. Then we asked, you know, what are some goals you can accomplish during this time? And we followed up with those goals, but it created um, an environment every week where everyone got to, You know, report, understand how's the company doing.
1: You know, it's interesting because uh, you brought up a good point. You know, most employees are uh, you know they have their one flow of income, and so the conversation with their boss, the 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 leader, is very important. I mean, people most I mean people want to win, right? I mean, they want to do well and look good in terms of how they are um, appeared to be in terms of their own individual success and contribution. And you know what you did there as a leader. I like that because um, you know if you're asking people to do things, uh, follow up on things that uh, take them off those KPIs, then they're going to want to focus on that because they're going to sense that that's what you're interested in. Um, and as an outcome, you get the, you get their focus on, on all these um, these important topics.
0: Yeah, and you um, know, Patrick, more than just the weekly call accountability. We set up, um, you know, like everybody uses a different form software. We use one called Wufoo, but you can do it through Google or through Microsoft. We set up um, kind of an old school thing that I used to have when I started in leasing that we used to fax in called a daily activity report for our on-site teams. And it just basically asked questions. How many people were in your CRM queue at the beginning of the day? Did you do your work order callbacks? Did you do renewal follow-up? And it just set the expectations daily. It was an easy form. We put fun questions in there. How are you feeling today? You know, we we gave them like five choices with little emojis and things what's your favorite restaurant and um and it 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 was really really um important to them and we did it for every position in our company to know what did we expect daily and it was their way of reporting and saying yeah i did my work for the day because i didn't want to run an organization where you know where we're micromanaging every minute of every day It's not what we wanted. I just wanted to say, you know, these are the goals. You know, we're going to gather once a week. And if you'll just turn in this daily report that takes about three or four minutes a day at the end of the day, you know, report what you did for the day. And I also wanted to tell you that we had committed pre-pandemic. I know I've talked to you about this before, but we committed, Patrick, to a few important goals, to two important goals. We committed to creating a women's leadership group within our company, inside of TMG, um, and a DENI initiative. And um, can I tell you a little bit about the women's leadership in the DE&I?
1: Yeah, please do because uh, you know you're 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 getting into also uh, territory of following through, doing what you say you're going to do as an organization too, and not just when it's convenient. So uh, I know. Yeah, staying committed we, and true to that. We could have that.
0: easily shelved. We could have easily shelved those initiatives. We decided to lean into this, um, okay. and. You know, for me, you know, I'm a male, and I, I knew we needed to have a space. I needed, I needed to create a space, you know, for the females. Um, uh, I didn't want to be in their meetings, but I wanted to be their number one hype guy. I wanted to help set it up. I wanted to support it. I wanted to fund it. I wanted to, um, I wanted to bring in some of our uh, industry leaders that I know, and some people I don't know, and ask them to come share their path. What's their advice? You know, how can you connect? And how can this group hold our company accountable? It's turned into a very powerful group in our company, and our ladies really, really enjoy it. And then for our DEI initiative, we started this a few years ago. Where you know we're in Atlanta, and we're you know we have the Martin Luther King Center. Um, last year, uh, we went down to um, yeah I'm sorry, 2020. We went to the Martin Luther King Center, the King birthplace, and the Ebenezer Historic Baptist Church. Um, And that was a really interesting dialogue. The entire company, we shut down the company and we did that this year uh, with COVID. We just um, told everybody to, you know, to watch the movie on Amazon. John Lewis, Good Trouble. He's a congressman from Georgia. Really powerful movie. And it's more than just, um, you know, everybody watch the movie and let's get online and talk about it. I mean, it's work. We had to prepare for it. We came up with some thoughtful questions And it was a really, really powerful dialogue. We also went a few years ago to the Center for Human and Civil Rights Museum, the entire company. So we really, really have committed to these initiatives, even during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, so in the title of what we're talking about is Winning on Culture. How would you shape up the word winning?
0: Um, I think from the very top of our company all the way down, We understand that, um, you know, that winning on culture is I want to every day try to create the organization where our team members want to work. That's the way we look at it. Um, I want them to work with us. I want to keep rewarding them. We, we, you know, we do a lot of different initiatives and awards with our team members, but I want to daily strive to be the organization people want to work for and that they're proud to work with.
1: Is that, uh, is that sort of model that's a personal model too right i mean how, how have you been shaped i mean you mentioned like this company you know the, the this family and second generation what what has shaped that focus for you because you know we are in a transactional world in a lot of ways and things are moving fast and and uh and sometimes those those things are the long-term rewards they're not rewarded short-term they're rewarded in the long term so what has shaped your personal career to
0: develop into that leader that, that believes in that? Yeah, I had, because I had people that believed in me, Mm -hmm. people that believed in me. And because of that, I reciprocated and I believed in them. Um, So, you know, know, some days we don't always win. And some days we don't always do the best of our jobs, but I try every single day to engage with the person that I'm with, to be present. Uh, Today, I had lunch with a maintenance team. Uh, yesterday, yesterday, I had dinner with, um, you know, with the leasing and office team. I try to be, um, I try to be with my people. I honestly, Patrick, I go to my office one to maybe two days a week. And the rest of the time, I'm, I like to be around the properties. I don't think I can manage real estate behind a desk. I really, really like to be with the teams and understand their challenges and celebrate them.
1: Yeah. And, and you get intel data and, and connection in this, this way too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, what what are you excited about coming through all these shifts that you've made over the last year? What what are you excited about for, for tomorrow?
0: Um, yeah, we didn't. I, I'm excited that you know participating in the best places to work, uh, not just giving you a plug, but also participating in that made us realize that we did, that we can't stop listening. Um, that when we treat our team members um, as our number one asset, everything else falls into place. When they're confident when they're secure when they understand the rules when they feel like they can come to us whenever something doesn't make sense and they can affect change um so it's number one team um and i think technology we've really really leaned into technology uh we had already started the process in january i think is when i signed the contract to start rolling out self-guided tours but you know patrick my properties are all in the suburbs um, and so, can I tell you a little bit about self guided tours? I know Carrie had mentioned it in the previous session. Can I talk a little bit about that? Of course. Yeah. I'd love to see how you view technology and, yeah, I'm and actually to... what you did to implement it. Yeah. So, you know, self guided tours are a thing in big cities, but not in the suburbs. And our prospects didn't understand that. And so mm. we stumbled a little bit and had to figure out how to communicate the message that you can do this without us. And so um, we created infographics. We created explainer videos, uh, you know, the little cartoon explainer videos that we put right on our website. We put pop-ups right on our website that ex- with those links to the explainer videos, and more than anything, to get our teams to buy into it. Because you know, first of all, a leasing consultant and assistant manager they're they're commission based, and um, you know, you have to we have to say, yeah, you're still going to get the commission. Here's how. Um, and so they had to learn to embrace the self-guided tours as well. And so we made them go do a self-guided tour, go through the whole process, video it, show us how it, you know, show us how it's done, give us some feedback and input. And that's how we rolled it out. And that's how we've been leasing for, um, about, I guess, 11, 11 and a half months now. That's the only way that we're leasing apartments right now. Our doors are closed. Um, and Uh, I'm I'm really excited about self-guided tours. You know, there was a period um, in September when the numbers were going down dramatically. And so we said, hey, they're going down enough. We're following the guidelines. They went down 14 days in a row, Open the offices again. So we opened the offices uh, for just two or three weeks until the numbers started going back up again. And to our surprise, um, people were scheduling the self-guided tours um, in the middle of the workday. I mean, like we would go to the model and people were in there and they had scheduled a self-guided tour. They just didn't want to see us. And it kind of reminds me of when I go rent a car at an airport, you know, given the chance, I always like to go to Hertz because I don't have to engage with anybody. I can just go pop my license in the machine and my credit card and go pick a car out of this row and drive out. And I, and so I think it's definitely here to stay.
1: Yeah. Uh, those of you just joining us, this is I'm spending time here with Jamin Harkness. He's the executive vice president of the management group and also three time number one ranking best places to work, which is, I mean, it's one thing to make the list. It's another thing to stay on it. And and that's pretty incredible. Uh, And if you want to catch him on the cover of this magazine, you can do that as well. Wait, wait, I'm going to try to
0: strike that pose.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Um, So talk to me, uh, you know, you you mentioned about the the leasing agent and and the, the, the obvious question, and maybe if it's being presented to executive leaders or not, which is, Am I going to get commissioned on this? How is this going to change? Uh, how will this uh, change the way that I'm rewarded and the competition of things, all that, all of that? How are you working through that? I'm, you mentioned communication. Um, and maybe you
0: can or cannot talk about it, but how do you structure all of that? Yeah, so, um, you know, all the way down to the property operations level, um, we, you know, the way that we always, and I believe that most, uh, most every management company uh, handles commissions is the first person that tours is the first person that gets that commission. Um, and so, you know, commissions, I, it sounds like a small topic, but it's really important for buy in if you want to start the self guided tours. So, the way we use it is um, we say that um, you need to make a video with your cell phone, a pre video, and a post video. Uh, and just, you know, 10 seconds of video. You know, upload it to to the Internet and send it out. We think that our I guess we learned that our office uh, 365 system can handle 10, 15 seconds and just say, hey, Patrick, I know you're coming tomorrow for the self-guided tours. Don't forget you're going to get a text with the information and the codes to get in. Can't wait to see you. We're going to see you tomorrow, Patrick, at 2.30. Okay? don't forget. See you tomorrow at 2.30, Patrick. And then afterwards to send you. I mean, if you get an email that says special video for Patrick or Patrick, I made a video for you, you're going to open that up. And so we make our people do that and then they go document it in our system that they did that so we can always double check it. That's the way of claiming a self guided tour. As soon as they see one come online and schedule, it's almost like a race to go claim it. You know, go claim it. That's my person.
1: I love it. I love it. And you didn't have to buy anything, it was just (laughs) use the system already in place. Yeah, cool. and, and you
0: know, we did that. We did that with a lot of things. You know, we really used tools that were already in place. Like there was always a spot on our website to add photos to the vacant apartments, um, but um, but we never did it. And um, and so we really started doing that. Uh, we we started having one person come in on Mondays and go take pictures, take five pictures of every vacant apartment, and then we upload it so that when you're looking online, you're not only looking at model photos or professional photos, you're looking at the view from apartment 105. Um, And we did the same thing with our CRM system. Uh, Every company has a version of a CRM system. We really explored all the tools, all the triggers, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, what's overly burdensome. And we really, really focused on what we could do with our CRM system that was already there, uh, and it helped us work remotely. You know, we had made the decision um, when we started the company um, about five years back to... Uh, every computer that we buy is a laptop. So that was an easy transition for people working at home. And then because we're voice over IP phones, probably most companies are, we just got a free app called a soft phone app. And so our people are able to, during work hours, we could program it, answer their cell phones, which was the same as the office phone. They could dial out from their cell phone, the same as the office phone. And so, you know, I think investing in the laptops, you know, having a, a system um, you know, where they can fill out what they did every single day, having the phone set up, that helped us do it. And, you know, when we return back to work, Patrick, um, I we're very adamant that because our customer service has gone up so much uh, with work order callbacks and extra attention on renewals, we're going to, I think we're going to have one person working from home every single day. We're just going to have, we're going to rotate that person around because that person has no distractions. They can engage digitally with chat, with following up on the CRM.
1: Wow. And how has that changed the way you, you know, the word accountability in terms of, you know, we're used to um, holding people capable, but also accountable to their roles. How has that impacted your view of leadership?
0: I mean, as I've grown up, I used to worry about people would waste their time at home. Now, I just I treat people like adults and they treat me like an adult. If I just tell them what I expect, uh, then they do it. And sometimes they say this is overly burdensome. Stop asking me this every single day. And I listen and we make adjustments. Um, but we just try to treat people like adults and not that they're trying to always steal from the company.
1: Yeah. Amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and so tell me the, the, the experience the residents are going through through all of
0: this. Um, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Our retention numbers are so unbelievably high, um, probably because a lot of people don't want to move during the pandemic. But so our, you know, our reviews are also high. So I believe that we've just uh, that we have a lot more high touch points with our residents. Um, it, it's manifested with renewals. Um, that's what I'm excited about. Our, our retention is so high that it's stabilized our occupancy through this pandemic. And you know, we ask, uh, we ask um, all three of our groups every single week about renewals. How many renewals? Have you sent out your letters for June yet? You know, I think right now we're on yeah we're in the June letters. Okay, what percentage are you? Okay, let's all restate our goal. What do we want to get to? Oh, we want to get to 60% renewed. Okay, and and we talk about it. oh good good you made it last month. How are we doing now for April? And so, and, and, and so we talk about that. That's how the residents, that's how we see it with the residents is that they stay. And by the way, we haven't suspended increases. We're still getting increases.
1: And, and do you tie, and I'm asking you something about residents and, and that experience, you tie that back to your culture of success. And we we're talking about winning here. I mean, winning for the customer and then ultimately winning for the employee and then serving the, the employer that they're working for. Do you tie all that, those
0: pieces together? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're rewarded, uh, obviously, with commissions. You know, we really try hard to take care of our team members. Can I um, tell you a little bit about how we spoil our team members and onboard them and all? Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. So during the pandemic, we uh, for our maintenance team, because they were still there, we didn't stop doing work orders. We didn't go to only emergency. We just said, look, look, you got to wear your PPE. Tell me if you're having a problem sourcing it. Sometimes they did. And we all got together and figured out how to get gloves to this property or masks to this property. But every single week, we provided lunch to our maintenance team members uh, because they were there working extra hard without the support of the office. Every single month, we gave every single team member, every maintenance team member, a $500 bonus on our team. We're still doing that until the offices open up again. Uh, we sent Uber Eats gift cards to all of our team members uh, office, corporate, everyone. We sent warm cookies to everybody's home. We're a big t shirt company. I need to send you a few of our t shirts. We like really nice, soft t shirts, fun t shirts. Uh, we send out probably seven or eight T-shirts a year to every team member. Um, this also in January we sent out sweatshirts and sweatpants, TMG sweatshirts and sweat you know work from home is what we called it. And then you know we did not suspend, so we do a lot of fun stuff like that. And but we also do a monthly employee gift program. And I um, I know when I said that uh, a couple of years ago at your program. I got a lot of people ribbing me about that. And I just said, look, it cost me about $45, $50 per employee per year. And it takes about one hour a year in January to plan all of this. So sometimes they get a nice water bottle. Sometimes they get a little pocket knife sometimes, but they just know every single month that they get something from our company, you know, that says, this is, we care about you and we know how hard you work. So thank you.
1: Yeah. The t-shirt seems like, uh, I mean, who doesn't like a t-shirt? Yeah. In fact, uh, and they're fun know, designs. The sports, they don't
0: just have advertisement on it. They're fun designs. Do you
1: shoot it out of the gun and, and do all that, or you just mail it? Not here in the now? pandemic.
0: We just we just mail <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, it's always so awesome spending the time with you. Uh, what are some things that um, you think operators are missing? I think. I mean, we've talked about a lot of positive things here, and there's no doubt there's evidence of of how you're building and. Uh, taking care of and, and creating a healthy organization, but what do you think operators? And it's probably hard to see from from maybe your vantage point uh, inside other organizations. But what do you? What is the lessons learned, and and what maybe operators are missing in getting all these things right? Yeah,
0: um, I think that our team members um, that they don't expect our prescience. They don't expect us to know the future, but they expect us to be present, and they mm. expect us to be in their face. And, um, you know, I mean, they're scared. They don't know what what's coming the next day. And if I can tell them every single week, look, look, the properties are hitting their goals. We are OK. You're going to be OK. We're learning to work differently. I know it's hard, but you know how to reach us. Um, and so we try to be present. Sometimes we don't always have the answers. Um, I don't know. I didn't know what to tell them during the pandemic, but I can listen to them. I can say, tell me more about that. And I can always be there. And I just want to be one of the most consistent things in my team members. You know experience I want to be consistently for them so that they can uh so, so they can you know feel confident in their company work hard and then go home and be with their family
1: yeah, and I like the the, the idea from your earlier comment about unspoken was expectations leads yeah unspoken to the expectations are
0: the breeding ground of resentment
1: yeah and and you know when you think about an employer putting your or employee putting yourself in their mindset is um, and I, I can't remember, uh, it might have been at another interview I've done, but it, the employer is the most trusted source of truthful information. I, I heard that and it's, you know, there's a lot of gravity that comes with that in terms of, you know, being intentional about our communication and then also expectations, as, as you've noted.
0: We also really try hard to, I know our time's coming to an end, but we try really hard to start the employee's first day off right. We have an awesome welcome box. Uh, that we try to get a few t-shirts we find out what's their size we make sure that they have at least you know five or ten items that are in there that you know that are you know welcome to the company we have an envelope with their logins we go ahead and set up their email we get their technology we don't start an employee without their business cards our maintenance guys have their own business cards too so we have a nice generous welcome box on day one to really start our relationship right with the team member
1: that's awesome and how important is that do you think in the overall i mean it's it goes back to that first impression
0: stuff. You know, um, we're always listening. And, you know, so far our people are, I think our people are very, very happy. Um, just yesterday, when I was talking to a property that's about to go up for sale. And the team members are like, you know, holding their envelopes up saying, you know, I don't really care about a stay bonus. I just want to stay with your company. Uh, so I think that's the evidence that, uh, that if you ask me how it's going, I think that, that so far, that so far we're on the right path that I humbly say, uh, you know, that I'm proud of. Uh, that we're on the right path listening to our team members. All right. Awesome.
1: I could spend all day hanging out. In fact, next time in Atlanta, I've got to come see you. Yeah. Uh, I know I've missed you on a couple of trips, but uh, always love the way you show up for our audience and uh, just extracting the knowledge and, and letting it sort of be revealed on the, on the, on the platform has been just awesome. So I appreciate you for that. Thank um, you so any, much. Any final thoughts you want to leave our viewers with?
0: Um, be present. Your employees don't expect to know the future. They want to know that you're always there.
1: I love it. It's so simple. And in very few words, it's, it's something I need to work on myself. We're always trying to figure out what do you need next and where do we got to go next and prepare and plan. But that, that present thing is, it ruins the now if you don't do that. I appreciate you sharing that. It's awesome. All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll see you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the Multifamily Innovation Show. For show notes and other resources, visit multifamilyinnovation.com.